We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Because it was near the end of the shot clock and he didn't take it. Ball loose. Mathurin. I get there in time. I tell you that. Oh, my. Oh, my. To Taylor. Taylor. Bestie tips it in. Pacers got the steal. Outrunning his Brissette. Pounds it home. Jackson the catch. Jackson the basket. Oh, baby. Oh, my goodness gracious. Unreal. Boy, they're going to remember this in Indiana for years. This fourth oh. quarter has been unbelievable. Happy Thanksgiving week, everybody. Welcome to another episode here of the Blue and Gold on the YouTube channel. I'm your host, Alex Golden. I'm joined today by Tony East. You guys are uh, no strangers to Tony. Uh, he does a great job covering the Pacers for SI.com and Forbes. I'll say it for him. So he doesn't have to say it this time. And uh, at T East NBA and doing a great job full time covering the Pacers now. So Tony, uh, how's that going for you? Oh, uh, it's been busy these last couple of days with the Maddens in town. They have 19 games in 33 days, I believe, is the number starting with uh, the Houston game last Friday. So busy wow. times, but uh, it's been fun. This this team has. We'll talk about this. Is is one of my thankful for things. Uh, been no short on stories and players and and storylines to talk about this year. Yeah, for sure. I mean, the Pacers have won nine of their last 11 games as of this recording. So depending on when you're listening to it, they could have lost another game maybe on Wednesday. Who knows? But uh, at this point, they've won nine of their last 11. And so with it being Thanksgiving week, I, I thought it'd be fun to do a Thanksgiving-themed episode. And uh, Tony was all for it. So I was excited for this. Um, we are going to do both give one thing that we're thankful for in terms of this Pacers team this season and then we've got about 10 different food items that come out on Thanksgiving, right? Your traditional stuff, maybe some that's not, maybe some you like, maybe some you don't like. And we're going to assign each player to each food. Uh, I did this last year with Brendan King. I don't know if you guys remember that. It was after the Pacers lost to the Los Angeles Lakers uh, on the Chris Duarte, I think it was the no-call foul there in the corner. And when LeBron had the fans kicked out, I mean, it was oh, a pretty yeah. eventful game. And so it was fun to talk about that with Brendan. But uh, I thought, Tony, you know, we could have maybe pulled in Mark Schindler for a little food take stuff here. But oh, no, uh, heck no. It, it would have gone bad, I feel like. So that's why I was like, I'll just trust Tony. Me and him have had some food conversations and I've, and I've liked his suggestions. Uh, the one little, what was that thing you told me about? Was it Sam's Club? Uh, the little frozen uh oh Costco yes yes the corn dog things but they're not corn dogs yeah they're delightful yeah. 
It's it's delicious. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, those are those are fire. So anyway, let's get into it, Tony. Uh, number one, what is one thing? I guess what is your one thing you're thankful for with this Pacers team? Yeah, I got to call out Mark first. I want to eat a meal with Mark Chandler. I don't think he actually thinks all of his food takes. <laughs> I'd like to sit down and eat <laughs> with him and see how he consumes food and decides what to eat. The Pacers. What am I thankful for for the Pacers? Look, in my seat, covering the team and having to tell stories about the team, the end of last year, the March 1st through November, or November, March 1st through April 10th, I felt like they what they played 20 games in that stretch. I felt like 18 of them were exactly the same, right? They just they didn't have the ammo. Their young guys weren't good enough yet. They, they were just ready for the end. There was only so many times you can ask, why are you defending so poorly? Why are you getting off to slow starts? Why are your third quarter so miserable? I am thankful that this year's team, even in wins and losses, the blueprint for every game has been way different. Like the slow starts have been one of the only themes that it feels like is in every game, but the way they overcome them is different or the the amount of the slow start is different or the player who steps up has been different. That was something I just recently talked about on you know my own podcast is last year they didn't have role players step up as much this year, even this week alone, right? We've seen Jalen Smith, Aaron Neesmith, and TJ McConnell individually be the guy that steps up and guides the team to win, right? It, 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 there's so many unique things going on and that's what I'm thankful for because it gives you an appreciation for one, every player who knows they're in the right role for themselves and is able to fill it. But two, you know, the, the strength of this team being that they're able to overcome challenges and adapt within every game or on a game by game basis. I think that is one very impressive and two from a storytelling or coverage perspective, just fantastic. No, I agree with that completely. I mean, this team last year was tough to watch. I mean, I was watching all the games. We were podcasting about it. You were doing the same thing. And it's just like, what am I going to say that's new and relevant? Nothing. Um, so it's it's difficult sometimes to to sit here and watch a bad team. But right now we're seeing a really fun team. And that's one thing that I'm thankful for. It's like, look, I think we all came in with zero expectations for this team. The fact that, you know, some people said they were going to be a play-in team. I, I wasn't buying it right. And, and the fact that they've been so hot, it's made this team really fun to watch. And a lot of its roster construction, a lot of it's how they've gone about reshaping the roster since the Sabonis, Karis LeVert, Brogdon uh, era, right? And, and that to me is what I'm most thankful for is just like, we're finally getting to see a modernized basketball team in Indiana. We're not running two centers out there every single night, having to hear that conversation for five years. Like that should be like a bonus one. Like don't have to hear the turbonus conversation again, right? Uh, but that that to me is just like, I, I'm just thankful that we're watching fun basketball and like you said, Tony, it's it's been good. They've been able to overcome these early deficits. They've been able to play as a team. And I'm sure from a coverage standpoint, in terms of talking to the guys and being around them all the time, you can just probably tell a totally different energy. A definitely different energy. You know, McConnell was addressing that post-game last night, too. That the, 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 It's weird to say that, like, accountability is their energy, but, you know, they're all capable of, like, taking criticism in a way that's constructive and still keeps the vibe good. And like, that's very important for a young growing team. That's also easy to do when you win. <laughs> you know, if you're, yeah. if you have five wins, it's a lot harder to go, uh, you know, calling people out and things like that. But I'm not saying it's anything negative. It's just very important to why they've been so successful. So yeah, I agree with all of that and not having to say the word of your bonus this season has been very nice. Although we will have to rehash it certainly uh, in the middle of uh, next week, right? We're like eight days away from, from oh, Pacers, yeah. Kings, and Sacramento, which is, is crazy to think about. And Turner's resurgence, too, has been a fun part of this season in general. Him finally having the role he's long desired and, and doing well in it has been fascinating. And Tyrese Halbert and setting everybody up for success. There's so much to say and and to be thankful for with this good team. Right. I mean, that's that's why I was limiting it to one because I'm like, we could do like 
two podcasts almost in terms of things we're thankful for, uh, just because this year has been so successful and it's been fun to talk about. And, and, you know, I'm excited for that Kings game. I think it's going to be really fun just seeing all the different storylines. You got Murray versus Mather and you got uh, Turner versus Sabonis, uh, Tyrese coming back, Buddy coming back. I mean, that's, that is going to be a fun, fun game. And I'm, I'm hoping that it's a really close one. So that, that way we can just really, really bask in that one and hopefully come out with a win. I mean, that's one I hope they do win just, for uh for a confidence standpoint. I don't know about you if you really care or not, but to me that's what I'm just like kind of rooting they get. <laughs> I just want all those guys to play. Like it, it from yeah. my seat, it was so disappointing when Simonis didn't play and he shouldn't have he had COVID. But yeah, that that's a bummer, right? That really sucks. Like I just hope they're all able to play. And for Tyree specifically, like, you know, he talked he really wanted to like make that city his home and really got attached to the fans and love Sacramento. Like I bet he'll have a teary-eyed moment during the tribute video, which it won't be very long. He was only there for a season and a half, but, you know, for a franchise like that, he was very impactful in that short amount of time. You know, I think that will be a very cool moment. So I just hope he's able to, to play and enjoy it. Yeah, I, I feel the same for Buddy because Buddy was ready to get out of there. Yeah, I felt like he was <laughs> – A little different for him. <laughs> right, and, I mean, they were just like – I mean, I remember talking to different people when, when Buddy was traded. They're like, good luck. You know, he's a terrible fit. I mean, I think he's been – for the most part, a really nice fit here in Indiana and, and kind of fit seamlessly. So uh, I'm just I'm just happy that the trades worked out for everybody involved. And uh, it's very rare that you see a win-win like that in the NBA. But I thought the Pacers and the Kings uh, did a good job at that. So let's go ahead and move on to the next segment here, Tony. Because We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is where people, that's what people came for, right? Uh, they want to hear where we uh, put these players at with the food. So uh, I'll let you pick. Where do you want to start and oh. what player do you want to start with? So so did we have to pick a player, like all the players? I don't have every single player named. Well, it's fine. Team. I mean, if you don't want to, I'm just saying like the list I gave you of the food. So Yeah, okay. Let's do roles first. Okay, that's a that's a fun one. All right. Tell me who you got there for the roles. Uh, my answer for the Pacers player who is the role. Uh, the, the role. Let's let's talk about the role of the role. That is a very terrible way to segue to this. The role of the role is anyone's favorite part of their Thanksgiving. A role? No. Uh, also, is a role by itself any good? No. A role is very much a connecting piece. It's got to mm. have good sauce. It's got to be paired with other good foods. Perhaps it can be a part of a sandwich if you're like me and you're incapable of eating foods normally. So you have your role with a bunch of other good foods, and that's why I picked the guy who has been paired with another group of good players very well this season, Andrew Nembard. Andrew okay. Nembard has stood out to me. 
for the Pacers this season and something I've recently kind of asked him and Rick Carlisle about. And shout out to Eddie Garrison, who uh, get, got me on this word, is his ability to be a chameleon, right? Whatever the other four players are with Andrew Nembar, doesn't matter. He's got a role he can play that helps that lineup do well. That's what a role is at Thanksgiving. No matter what the other foods on your plate are, you put the right stuff with the role. It's going to be an additive and a good piece. Andrew Nembard is my role. Man, I mean, I'm glad I brought someone that's very analytically minded on here to talk about this because my thought was like, I love a role. <laughs> uh, roles are great. Well, mine are all very over the top. Just so you Yes, know. <laughs> I'm, I'm appreciative of it, though. That's why I'm glad you're on. Um, I'm like, okay, so the role to me is like, I want it every time I have Thanksgiving. Uh, yes, it does need something on it, but if they're the right role and they're hot and they're soft, you really don't need something on it, in my opinion. Oh, I but, disagree with that one. But it is better. Uh, you know, last year, I think Brennan brought up like getting like Texas Roadhouse rolls with the cinnamon butter. Like, obviously, you can't go wrong with that. But um, I was thinking of like, it's not like the dominant part of, of your uh, of your meal, but it's still a very important factor. So that's why I'm with Isaiah Jackson. Um, he's yeah. also a roller, someone that rolls. And I think that kind oh, of that's like, good. That's helped good. me with yeah, that. How did I not think of that? <laughs> uh, so, you know, I just feel like, you know, he's not the main piece. He's not a uh, part of your, your main entrees, but he's a really nice addition that you're excited about. And everybody loves the role. Who doesn't love a role, right? And I think hey, everybody- wait, wait. Roll, roll, man. Is your stuffing Miles Turner because he stuffs things? Uh, no, that's not true. Okay, uh, okay. I was making sure you weren't all puns all the way through. Not, not all the way through. Just <laughs> on this one, it, it fit. It fit the narrative for me to describe this. I don't want to overtalk this point, but that's where I'm at with Isaiah Jackson. I feel like he's just, you know, the role to me is important, but it's not like pivotal, obviously. And I think Isaiah Jackson's fun. He's a good part of the team, but uh, right now he's just in a role that's a little bit different and not as dominant. So. That's where I'm at with that one. Uh, pick another one for me. Yeah, him adding one ball skill would would light years improve him, right? Because he can do everything on defense yeah. and his vertical spacer. Let's go to stuffing since I okay. already brought it up. Uh, you have to go first this time. Okay, stuffing. Um, all reliable. That's kind of what I what I was thinking here with stuffing. And that's why I'm going with Buddy Heald. Oh, okay. So I like yeah. it. Pretty simple. I like stuffing. I didn't like it before. And that's kind of how I feel about Buddy Heald. I wasn't sure if I liked him that much <laughs> as a player. Comes to the Pacers, I like him a lot more. Uh, the older I get, the more I like him. I got a dog named Buddy. So, uh, you know, stuffing is a, is a staple of, uh, of Thanksgiving, right? And he's a staple of this team right now. Uh, he's a starter. So I felt like had to be potentially on one of the starting uh, side dishes here in stuffing. Uh, my stuffing answer is very lame. Let me tell you okay. that. Um, first of all, since you said it, I also do not like stuffing. But that has nothing to do with why I chose the player I chose. I like basically every player I cover or have talked to in some way, shape, or form. What I actually wrote in my notes is, I haven't had stuffing in years. So my answer is TJ Warren. <laughs> Does that count? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, we can go old school Pacers. Uh, that he, He's the only one that's not currently on the team okay. I use. But I, I, haven't had, I, I haven't had stuffing in so long that I, I don't know what its utility is to my plate. I don't really under – it's one of those foods that I'm not like, why do, why do people like this so much? But anyway uh, – I loved T.J. Warren. He was one of my favorite Pacers to cover and talk to, and his game was so cool when he actually played. But I haven't seen him play in forever, and I haven't had stuffing in forever. So T.J. Okay. Warren is my stuff. I, I can dig that. Okay, I'll pick the next one here and let you go first. Let's go gravy. Oh. Uh, so gravy, uh, I'm going to have to reveal another one of my answers to do gravy. So can we do mashed potatoes and then gravy? Okay, that's fine. We'll do mashed potatoes. Okay, okay. Mashed potatoes. Uh, mashed potatoes was very easy for me. I think it's a lot of people's favorite Thanksgiving food. It's very versatile. You can mix it with other stuff. If it ends up seeping on other stuff on your plate, 
Who cares? Potatoes taste good on everything. You can make it in a million ways. It is a key part of the plate. In fact, maybe the most key part of many people's plates. And versatile. A lot of people's favorites. Elevates everything. How can it not be Tyrese Halliburton? He has been all that for the Pacers this season. And I think he is the Pacers mashed potatoes. Okay, we got a commonality. I picked Tyrese Halliburton. All right, there we go. Because I do think uh, we had a conversation (laughs) off air about this before. And uh, we kind of talked about how maybe the main uh, entree that everybody talks about, the turkey, might not be the most important, right? And mashed potatoes just go with everything. I mean, it's uh, it's hard. You can eat your meat with your mashed potatoes. You can eat your green beans with your mashed potatoes. It works with everything, and it's quite you know quite frankly the one of the best sides, if not the best. And it's a staple. Oh, uh, uh, Tony East Thanksgiving mashed potatoes is not a side. <laughs> yeah, Matt, Tony East Thanksgiving mashed potatoes is the main entree. Okay, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I I think mashed potatoes are always great. They got to be made the right way though, because if you use that instant stuff and it don't taste very good. I mean, it's hard to even mess up the instant ones because they're still pretty good. But I've had some, like, rough mashed potatoes before. I'm like, oh, okay, it's uh, a little bit soupy here. But, uh, you know, the the real ones, the real thick ones that are, are made correctly, I totally agree with that, Tyrus Halliburton. So now let's get to gravy. I want to see what you have here. Okay, okay. Um, gravy is good on a, a lot of stuff too. But specific utility for gravy is it makes mashed potatoes better. So you know who makes Tyrese Halbert better? The only guy he's been on a roster with for his entire career, a guy whose floor spacing makes his life easier. Buddy Heald was my gravy because he is very good with Tyrese Halbert, and they're very close. Halbert has said before that he thinks he knows Buddy Heald better than anybody. Uh, my other little pun was, you know, J- uh, Jalen Smith could have been my gravy because a lot of times when they win, he has a nice game, but his contributions feel like gravy to me because even yeah. without them, they might have won. So those are my two gravy answers. Okay, so I I, I do respect the Buddy Hill there. Um, this is where I'm going to go with Nimhard. Um, kind of similar to what you said about the rolls. I think that gravy can go good with mashed potatoes and go good on turkey. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where it's a nice complimentary to what you have with your food. Not going to be the star, but, you know, you put it on there and it, make it might make it taste better or it works better that way. I think mashed potatoes are one where you can have it without the gravy and it still be great. So uh, for turkey, if you like turkey, it can be a little dry. Put some gravy on it. It's It makes it better, right? And I feel like Nimhard this year has kind of been one of those guys where you're just like, okay, let's add some of this in here. <laughs> uh, plug them in here, plug them in there. And, and gravy can be, you know, versatile. And I feel like Nimhard's been asked to play. You know, what is he now, the, the starting small forward when he's been healthy, right? I mean, it's kind of crazy to think about. But third-string point guard doesn't play the first game of the season, comes in, starts playing a little bit with the second unit as like an off-ball guy with McConnell, and now he's a starter. So that's why I'm like, okay, you know, you can kind of put gravy on different things. I mean, some people probably put it on stuffing. Uh, I've never done that, but you never know. And uh, a lot of people like gravy. Gravy to me is good, but it's not like something important to to what I want. But it does go with a lot of things. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to put it. I, I actually didn't get onto gravy as like a thing that I liked until I was way too old. I don't know why I was so yeah. resistant to to basically just meat sauce. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. If you have the choice between like brown gravy or white gravy for your potatoes, what do you prefer? Oh, I like brown gravy better, I think. Okay. I, I would I would I would probably lean white the older I get, but uh I did I did grow up a lot going to MCL, the nasty cafeteria place. Uh, on Sunday afternoons, a lot after church, and uh, they had the brown gravy with the mashed potatoes that I got very used to. So 
that is uh, one thing that I, I'm used to uh, eating is mashed potatoes and gravy. But let's. I, I think I'll white gravy is a biscuits thing, and brown it gravy is Thanksgiving fried thing. chicken. Right. You know, yeah. yeah, that type of thing. Okay, I'll let you pick the next category. Oh, okay, okay. Um, let's see. Let's do one of the sweeter items. Oh man, my answer's done for this one though. Sweet potato casserole. How about that? Okay, this is a tough one. This is the last one I filled in because I did not know what I wanted to do for this because. Like like you, I mean, I mean, sweet potato casserole. It has to be I don't, for other things you've said. I mean, it's not my favorite. Um, last year, I tried it again, and I was like, I really like this for the first time. I've never really liked yams. I've always kind of been a texture person where I didn't love it, um, and so I would wouldn't always put it on my plate just because I'm like, yeah, it's not for me. But I do know it's important uh, to uh, to the Thanksgiving meal, and so this is where I was like, you know. Uh, Either you love it or you hate it, and that's kind of what that's why I went with TJ McConnell here for the sweet potato casserole. Uh, it was tough. I was trying to find the right place for McConnell, but for me, sweet potato casserole, it's really good. It's it's old school. It's been there for a while, and uh, it's really hard to do it wrong. But a lot of people do different versions of it. So uh, you know, I, I just felt like I had to give TJ a nod here for the sweet potato casserole, basically because I was running out of ideas. I would like to once again say that I don't dislike any player. Or anybody who's involved with the Pacers, I do not like okay. sweet potato casserole. In fact, I have disdain for sweet potatoes. Oh, you hate it that much, huh? Who? No, no. I, I hate the idea of it. Who had potatoes? Uh, this delicious thing that I, I very have rarely met someone who doesn't like potatoes in some form and said, "Let's ruin it. Let's make it worse." <laughs> it, it's it doesn't make any sense. It's like a lot of people in my family. Like to put like blueberries in their pancakes. I'm like, why? Pancakes are great. Why are we putting stuff in it that makes this worse? I know a lot of people like that. That's a little more acceptable. I don't like sweet potatoes. I don't like the idea that sweet potatoes exist. But that has nothing to do with my answer. That backstory is required, though. Yes. I haven't had it in a long time. My answer, though, because I know sweet potatoes are sweet, uh, is TJ McConnell as well. Because oh, wow. TJ McConnell is sweet. <laughs> he's very nice. Uh, he's very uh, encouraging of his teammates at, in the best ways as a veteran, right? Like every young player. I try to do this every year with like new Pacers or young Pacers. Like what vet has either taken you under your wing or been very helpful for you? And almost all of them have been like, yeah, TJ, <laughs> you know, he's been awesome for me in some way, shape or form. And with us in the media, he, he's very sweet and nice. And that's my very corny answer for it. Yeah, yeah I, I like it, though. I'm glad that we were another <laughs> commonality there, which is pretty cool. So I'll pick the next one here. Let's just go ahead and stay with casseroles and end with our casseroles here. Green bean casserole. Yeah. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, I'm up first. I thought I went first last time. Oh, did you? You did. You just did. Yes. Okay. Green bean casserole. Uh, you can make it in a lot of ways, although I would say a lot of people don't have this at Thanksgiving, uh, but it's dependable, it's savory, and it's very helpful to your whole plate. How about James Johnson? Okay. A nice, a nice veteran who adds to the team with his veteran know-how. I feel like as a dude, he's just a savory dude. He's very dependable as a teammate, right? He had this spirited chat in Brooklyn about everybody playing for themselves and all that sort of stuff. James Johnson is my green bean casserole. Man, okay. I, I, so I did not have James Johnson as one of my options here. But I, I do respect I didn't, I didn't know if I should have just done the rotation players or not. But I no. was like, yeah. I'm actually struggling for good reasoning <laughs> on this one. I the, like I typed descriptions down for every food, and then I tried to pick a player for the description. And I had dependable and savory. And I was like, you know, I don't even know if savory is a good word to describe a person necessarily, but I'm going with James Johnson. <laughs> yeah, so uh, honestly for me, it's just like, how do I like it? <laughs> That's kind of how I look That's at it. That's fair. Uh, and I told you this off air too. I said green bean casserole can be like 
one of my favorite things to have at Thanksgiving if it is made right. right. Uh, my grandmother makes has made it for years, and I've always been used to the way she made it. My wife tried making it, and I think she used a different cut of green beans and didn't, you know, cook them the correct way in terms of like adding like the bacon grease and stuff like that. It was just like she put them in like she got canned ones and whatever, and they were just like, "Sorry, honey, I, <laughs> good try, but I, I just I don't like it." And I feel like green bean casserole, if it's made the right way, uh, you love it. And if it's not, you're kind of like, uh, I'm not, not feeling that. And so that's why I went with Chris Duarte for the green bean casserole, because I feel like there's been times this season specifically where it's like when everything's clicking, everything's going right, you're like, okay, now I get why the paces were so high on this guy. But then there's been moments where you're just like, what is going on? He seems so lost out here. And that's how I felt when I was thinking about my wife's original attempt at the green bean casserole. So I was like, uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to slide Chris Duarte into this one. Wow. Duarte did not actually make um, any of my descriptions. Meant, mm. Unfortunately, I don't have a good reason for him. Although in retrospect, I think one of my, uh, one of my ideas could have fit for him, but yeah, he did not make my cut anywhere, uh, unfortunately. But okay, James Johnson was a good green bean casserole. Although your description does make a lot of sense, and I think the funny thing now that we're that we're more into this is I like that we weaved personal experience with the food, yes. not just your yeah. like the common perception of the food. That'd be boring. That'd be boring. Exactly. Uh, you're up. You pick the next one. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Um, let's do turkey slash ham. Did I have to do both, or was I just picking like? The headliner meat of Thanksgiving. That's what I went with was the headliner meat, your choice. Um, I'm not a turkey person. I think it's too dry. Um, I'd rather have ham. I know that's like a sin to some people to to not have Thanksgiving uh, or turkey on Thanksgiving. But I'm going to have it this year because I'm at my in-laws and not with my, my, my family. So we always do ham just because nobody really likes turkey on my family. But uh, my in-laws love the turkey, so I uh, I just usually get the drumstick at that point, which is is pretty good, right? But uh, I'm always dark meat over white meat when it comes to like chicken and, and uh, turkey because it's got more juice in it. And for this one, I mean, I felt like I had to go at the longest tenured pacer here, and that's Miles Turner. Uh, Another same answer for us, Alex. Okay. We've done a great job today. Yes, uh, it, it's one of those things where it's like some love it, some don't, right? Um, I mean, he's uh, he's been the guy for so long. Everyone's familiar with it, uh, and, and you can't have Thanksgiving uh, without a, without one of these, right? And that's kind of how the Pacers feel. It's just no matter how many trade rumors come up, you're still going to have it there. You go. So uh, Miles Turner is my pick for that. I'm, I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this one. Yeah, you know, you can't play defense without Miles Turner. Just like you can't have Thanksgiving without a headlining meet. That's why Miles <laughs> Turner was my him as well. Uh, very good, dependable, important to the structural integrity of the meal. Listen to this. <laughs> listen, listen. Look at like a Thanksgiving plate in your head. You got a lot of bland colors, and then bam, your ham's in there making the plate pop. That's what Miles Turner does at his best as well, <laughs> making the Pacers pop with some, with stunningly good play amidst the best month, fittingly. He's playing the best month of basketball of his career as Thanksgiving approaches. So, uh, you know, ham I only have basically at Thanksgiving too. So fitting month for Miles Turner to do very well. But yeah, you know, as a, a very important part of the team, just like ham's an important part of the meal or turkey or whatever meat our family decides to have, I had to go with Miles Turner here as well. I'm actually surprised we've had three overlaps on this. It is pretty interesting. I was not expecting this. Um, we'll see if we have any more. So we have three categories remaining. We have pumpkin pie. We have cranberry sauce. And we have macaroni and cheese. Uh, let's just get the worst one out of the way here. Let's go cranberry sauce. Uh, I'm curious, Tony, who you had as the cranberry sauce of the team. 
I admit that, like my McConnell answer, I took a lazy route here. I don't have cranberry sauce very often. We, well, well, I forget what they're called. I'm about to embarrass myself if anyone's still listening. The circle cranberries that come out of the can, those have a different name. It's not oh. a sauce. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Anyway, uh, cranberry sauce, very sweet. You know who else is a sweet guy? O'Shea Brissett's a really Okay, sweet okay. <laughs> O'Shea Brissett, this season specifically, too, like, to be patient, wait for his opportunity in the same way cranberries sit on your plate because you never eat them first. Who sits down and dives into the cranberry sauce right away? If you do, Alex, I apologize. No, I uh, do. But he gets his turn and he shines in his moment. O'Shea Brissett to fittingly uh, in a meal that's full of savory foods. A sweet food can have that same sort of balance. So O'Shea Brissett, a sweet guy, very nice, very um, forthcoming in interviews, which I, of course, love in my position and fits the billing of cranberry sauce's role in the meal as well. All right. Well, I'm going to go with somebody you were actually doing a one-on-one interview today with, and that's Terry Taylor for my <laughs> cranberry sauce. I can use the go. same excuse you did for a very sweet guy, uh, super cool guy. But I, I will say this, cranberry sauce, um, it's one of those things that um, it feels like it could be left out of the rotation uh, oh, in terms of, in terms of uh, its importance to the meal. And it feels like right now where Terry's at with his role, he's uh, just – you know, too many guys ahead of him that really get that solidified playing time that he needs. And, you know, cranberry sauce, it uh, it can go with some different things, right? And people like it. So, I mean, I think he's a pretty good player that when he gets in there can, can showcase what he can do. But at the same time, I think if you were going to eliminate one of these 10 things, this is probably the first one off your list. Oh, no, it'd be third. For me, I don't, I don't like it. At all, and I'm, really... put, I'm putting the sweet potato casserole out into the backyard. <laughs> that, that's the first thing. I'd rather have that than cranberry sauce if I had to pick between the two because cranberry yeah. sauce. I just I don't know about that, but uh, I know a lot of people that uh, hate it, and a lot of people that love it. So uh, I don't think Terry Taylor is that kind of guy. I think everybody's pretty uh pretty big fan of him as just an overall player in person. But that's just kind of my analogy there, or, or my reasoning there. I guess I should say not analogy for for why I picked that. But all right, we got two left. Where are we going? We have to close with dessert like a real meal. So mac okay. and cheese is next. Okay. Oh, I'll and go. I'm up. I'm first, I believe. Oh. Correct? No, I think you just went first last time. Oh, you're up. You're right. You're right. Yeah. So um, we might have the same one here. I'm not sure. Um, but I'm going Benedict Mather in yep. here. Yeah, we do. So math and cheese. No, I'm just kidding. That's really bad. Um, <laughs> another pun for you. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, but for me personally, a macaroni and cheese, like we talked about this, it doesn't have to be a staple of Thanksgiving, right? But no one's going to deny it if it's there. Everybody loves macaroni and cheese. It's diverse. I've never seen anybody turn down macaroni and cheese unless they're lactose intolerant, right? I mean, that's just how important it is. And truth of the matter is, most of this stuff, I mean, I don't want it any other day of the week. But if I had macaroni and cheese throughout the week, I'm not going to be upset about it. So that's kind of where I feel like premier sides, mac and cheese, mashed potatoes, that's the two that I'm looking at the top. And, uh, you know, in terms of like staples of Thanksgiving, too. You could say macaroni and cheese maybe comes off the bench uh, and compared to their importance in the rolls with uh, the casseroles and the the stuffing and stuff like that. So uh, cringeworthy puns here, Tony, um, but that's where I'm going with Benedict Mather in form of macaroni and cheese description. You know, um, my two favorite Thanksgiving foods, if you if you looked at me on the street, you would guess my two favorite Thanksgiving foods. <laughs> the two worst for you, mashed potatoes and mac and cheese. So those two are going to be the standout two players for the Pacers this season. The reason I chose them the way I did, beyond the reasons I already shared, Tyrus Halliburton being mashed potatoes, 
I've had bad mac and cheese before. I don't know if I've ever had truly bad mashed potatoes. It's very hard to mix up mac and cheese, but it has happened before. It was crunchy somehow. It didn't make any sense. Ooh. Still doesn't in retrospect. Uh, I was in high school, so it was a long time ago. Either way, Tyrese Halliburton, I think every game this season has been a definitely positive impact offense. But yeah, his defense is shaky, but he's consistently there. He's putting up the numbers. He's the driver on offense. Matherin has had maybe two or three games that it's like, oh, you know, you barely recognized he was out there, despite most of the season being extremely fantastic and yeah. well above expectations. And one of the best players on the Pacers already, uh, he was demoted, air quotes, because I love mac and cheese. And quite frankly, it would have been my favorite Thanksgiving food if it was always consistent. But either way, Benedict Matherin lands at this spot for me. All right. So we've had four commonalities out of nine so far. This is pretty. This is pretty crazy. I mean, I, I am surprised by that. I'm not gonna lie. Let's see if we can go five of ten. Let's we will see. not. We will not. Guaranteed. Okay. All right. Who's your pumpkin pie? Uh, so this doesn't count as food, but pumpkin pie is my favorite dessert item. I've already been eating it this season. I, okay. I cheat. I eat it before Thanksgiving even comes. Uh, it's a Halloween item for me, quite frankly. Um, but not any reason to do with my answer. My favorite interview this year. I don't know if anybody knows who this is. I try to talk to him after most games when he's at home or when we're at home, excuse me, and I can get him in the locker room. He's fun to talk to at practice. He's definitely become more open this year. Is Isaiah Jackson. Now, the mm. reason that he is my pumpkin pie goes beyond that he's my favorite interview and it's my favorite part of Thanksgiving food. The reason that he is pumpkin pie for me is that dessert is an added element to a meal and vertical spacing is the new added element for the Pacers <laughs> that Isaiah Jackson brings. They have not had anyone like that ever in the same way. Dessert is totally different than other parts of a meal. Isaiah Jackson, you are pumpkin pie. Congratulations. That is a big deal for me to okay. be giving that to someone. <laughs> All right. We're closing it out there with Isaiah Jackson. Do you have any idea who my pumpkin pie is? Oh, who have you not said yet that that needs to be included? Um, Jalen Smith, is Jalen Smith your pumpkin pie? Jalen Smith is my pumpkin yeah. pie. Nice guess. Uh, process of elimination there. For I 20. did, I worked backwards. <laughs> Paying attention, I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, so this was a tough one for me too because I like pumpkin pie. I really do. I don't. I wouldn't say I love it as much as you do, Tony. Um, I think pumpkin can get kind of overrated with all the stuff that pumpkin's in. That all of it's in. I mean, there's too much pumpkin stuff going out there. Like pumpkin pie is a staple, right? It's great, but like, everything pumpkin and just kind of gets annoying after a while to me. Um, you a big pumpkin guy on everything? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Very like good. pumpkin bagels? You like that? Yep. Pumpkin, okay. pumpkin bread, fantastic. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could go on. Okay. We get a pumpkin oh. bread the second we hang up. <laughs> okay. Well, I like pumpkin bread. Uh, it depends on what it's in. No, no. You did too much stuff or you like it. You can't have both. You have to I mean, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it, it's fine. It's fine, right? But I like pumpkin pie. It's a staple of Thanksgiving. It's the best dessert at Thanksgiving. There's no doubt about it. I think it's got to be considered one of your starters if you're looking at overall meal, right? That's how I'm looking at this. Um, but, you know, at the same time, uh, Jalen Smith has been up and down for me. And I think sometimes I've had, unfortunately, not so good pumpkin pies versus good pumpkin pies based on where you get it from. Uh, if it's homemade versus not homemade, I think that does make a big difference as well. So, yeah, I just I felt like pumpkin pie, you got to have it. And this team would not be the same if it did not have Jalen Smith. But um, I, I definitely like your Isaiah Jackson answer for this one. So uh, I was pretty impressed, though, that we did 4 of 10 for commonality. Yeah, that is surprising to me. I'm not um, is there anything I left off here that 
food wise that you just love that we didn't bring Man, up that i love that oh, that seems different than thanksgiving food well obviously. thanksgiving um Man, my grandma used to make really good apple pie, but it's not. Like Would you give that to them? Yeah, we get to say I'm out of players now. You know, I'm out of pun ideas. Me, See, like Carlisle. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Like reverse engineering this, you know, like with Aaron Neesmith, we don't know much about him as a person yet. He's new to the team. Like he's missed games due to injury. We don't know a lot about him. So it's like if it was like a new trendy food, like Aaron Neesmith would be that food, but that doesn't exist, right? Like that's kind of how. I was working backwards through this exercise, but I don't really, you know, it's, it's, I don't know if there's any other, like I have, I'm pretty boring on Thanksgiving where if like, if there's like 10 options of things to put on my plate, I'll get like my favorite three and that's it. Right. So oh, okay, I'm not very exploratory and that makes it hard for me to think of like other stuff that people traditionally eat. Yeah. Th this was expanding it for me because I'm not used to having all this stuff either uh, with our Thanksgiving. We usually have like four or five things total and that's it with dessert later. So um, but yeah, so this was really uh, this is really fun. I'm curious to see what other people think. Um, give us your thoughts on Twitter, social media, whatever. Tell us where we were wrong. Tell us where we were right. Uh, but yeah, we just hope y'all really have a great and happy Thanksgiving. Pacers have been playing great. It's been fun to talk about them for both of our shows. And uh, yeah, Tony, one more time, let people know where they can find you out on social media and plug anything you'd like to plug. Yeah, while Twitter still exists, uh, I am on there at East NBA. Um, yeah, I write a lot for si.com backslash NBA backslash Pacers, as well as Forbes Sports Vertical about the team. Although, man, I am behind for those guys on some stuff I got to get up. So, yeah, that's the easiest places to find stuff from me about the team. And locked on Pacers. Don't forget about the podcast. Yes, that is true. But that is a, a YouTube competitor to what you're doing right now, Alex. I'm not going to plug that right now. That's not no. how it works. Subscribe. Subscribe yeah. to Tony. Subscribe to ours. Just double dip. Subscribing is free, and it takes one second, everybody. Please go do it. Yeah, exactly. So Ooh, Alex, not me. Both. It's fine. Due to both. It's, it's good. You know, all of Tony's followers can follow us, and uh, you get your double dose of Pacers content throughout the week. So with that being said, thanks, everybody, for coming back for another episode of The Blue and Gold, and we'll talk to you all next week.